What's up, guys? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com. Coming to you today to talk about 20 diet and training mistakes you need to stop making. This is stuff that when I look around at the gym or online, I see a lot of guys making a lot of preventable mistakes. And I've made a lot of them myself. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad info out there from so-called experts that's either useless, confusing, or dangerous. And the majority of nutritionists and trainers don't know what the fuck they're talking about, let alone the average person. I used to have a 250-pound coworker lecture me on drinking from my plastic water bottle when she ate Burger King for breakfast and smoked half a pack a day. I'm not kidding you guys. This is the average person has no idea about anything when it comes to fitness or nutrition and what they do know is either bro science or it's some type of contradictory information okay here are the 20 mistakes that you need to stop making and i'm not trying to be hard on anybody but i'm trying to help you avoid the mistakes that i make and help you avoid the mistakes that a lot of guys are making so number one overtraining and not doing restorative exercise for most guys, training more than three days a week, lifting more than three days a week, and if you're lifting to fatigue on each set, is going to wreak havoc on your body. That means joint problems, stiffness, injuries. Even at a few times a week, weightlifting is hard on your system. Add that, you know, carrying 30, 40, 50 pounds of extra weight, extra muscle on your body, and you are really putting a toll on your joints. Um, I did a lot of damage to my body by doing these crazy routines in my early 20s, uh, working out way too much and doing no restorative exercise. So over the last couple of years, I cut my workouts down immensely. Um, I actually got stronger. I gained more by, by keeping my workouts super intense but brief and by doing yoga for restoration. Um, Yoga is absolutely amazing for restoring your body, as well as stretching before and after every workout. Were it up to me, and it was not about looks and vanity, I would never touch a weight, okay? Weightlifting does come with some advantages for your health, you know, bone structure, and, you know, being able to raise your metabolism slightly by carrying extra muscle. But overall, it is... Overall, I would not touch a weight if it weren't for looking good for women and feeling good because the amount of stiffness that comes with it, the amount of extra back pain that comes with all the muscle, the amount of um, massage that you have to do to loosen up, I would be, instead of being 175 pounds, I would be 120 pounds if looks looks weren't important. And... Even even losing just 10 pounds, even if it's 10 pounds of muscle, my cardio goes up 20%. If I drop down to 120 pounds, my cardio would go up, you know, 200%. Um, the last hardcore cut that I did that went way too far was maybe six years ago, and I cut to like 145 pounds, and it was I I. The biggest thing was I could just run on the treadmill forever, or I could run, I could I could bike forever. Um, even when you're putting on muscle and not fat, every every pound affects your cardio. So 
you have to do the restorative exercise if you want to be able to lift into your 30s and into your 40s and into your 50s and have everything work properly. Number two, CrossFit. Do not do fucking CrossFit. CrossFit's an injury factory. Unless you're a UFC fighter, there's no reason to combine weightlifting and explosive movement. That's a recipe for disaster. Okay, Lifting weights should be done in slow, controlled movement with complete focus on your body and complete focus on muscular contraction and, and being in control of that movement. Okay, Doing wind sprints into rapid sets of bad form deadlift is just fucking retarded. And if you watch these videos on CrossFit... These these CrossFit camps are run a lot of the time by people who barely have any training and the people are not instructed properly in, in how to do deadlifts. I mean, to get the deadlift down, it it might take you, uh, you know, a month and a half of just lifting the bar really slow to make sure that your form is proper, uh, to make sure that your form is proper, okay? Especially if you're lifting more weight. Um you know, and don't even get me started on these these tough mutter or any of these other Ironman competitions. There's there's no reason for you to be doing that shit. That's that stuff is just asking to be injured. Fuck, I don't even play soccer anymore because every year I'll roll over on my ankle and then at thirty three that takes me three, four months to heal, okay? Keep your eyes on the prize. You know, your eyes your prize is is looking good and feeling good in a gym. And not getting injured. So stay the fuck away from CrossFit. Number three, not measuring results. As the great management guru Peter Drucker says, what gets measured gets managed. So to progress in the gym, or sorry, to progress in the gym, you need to get stronger. And to get stronger, you need to measure your progress obsessively. Now, going to the gym with no plan and just fucking around on, on whatever exercise you want is going to get you nowhere. You know, you're going to be like every other guy in the gym who you've seen him working out for three years. He never gets any bigger. He just looks, he looks like he doesn't even train. And he walks around the gym and he doesn't have a notebook. He doesn't have anything he's recording because he just does whatever exercise he feels that day. And the difference between growing and not growing is squeezing out one more rep than you did the week before. And it's the rep where you're, where you're on your absolute last leg and you're just just one more just inching it out that's what grows even if you put in 99% effort and you're killing yourself if you haven't if you haven't given it 100% you're not going to grow unless it's your first 4 months where you're going to be growing super quickly but when you're trying to break plateaus you have to give it 110% to get that final rep out Otherwise, it's a waste of time, okay? Yes, you can lift for feel and stuff like that, but that is for elite-level lifters, right? I'm working more on feel these days, but I've maxed out my strength on all the lifts unless I'm on cycle, okay? Unless I go on a pro-hormone cycle, the only time I'm, I'm getting stronger is on pro-hormone cycle. So when I'm not on cycle, I'm focusing now more on on the feel and muscular contraction. But for you guys, until you put on like 40, 45 pounds, just focus on strength. That's all you need to do. Just get stronger and you'll get bigger and measure your results. All you wanna be doing is going in and trying to break last week's record, okay? That's it. 
Number four, switching routines too often. So this whole idea of muscle confusion is just stupid, okay? Forget about switching routines. Think of it this way. If you can bench press 400 pounds, you're gonna be fucking huge. If you can bench press 300 pounds, you're gonna be huge. If you can bench press 250 pounds, you're doing good. So just get stronger. Forget about switching your routines, you know? Just get stronger on the exercises that you're doing. Follow my basic RLD minimalist routine and just fucking get stronger, okay? Um, the, the amount of weight you can lift is, is a measurement of the strength uh, of your muscular contraction and that's, that's all you need to worry about, okay? Just worry about getting stronger. The exception to this rule is if you have an injury or the exercise hurts you. Um, weighted dips are terrific you know, strength builder, but a lot of guys, for a lot of guys, it hurts their shoulder. Um, if you're going to switch up your routine, do it once a year, or maybe if you're, if you're really going crazy, once every quarter. But you have to give it at least three, four months to, um, to see progress. And even then, I would recommend switching your routine no more than once a year. And if you're going to switch it, just make some minor substitutions or minor changes. You should never be going from you know, a completely new routine with none of the same exercises because you're going to lose all your measurement. You're going to lose your measurement, so you're not going to know if that routine is is getting you stronger. And if you follow my routine, you're going to have all the basic exercises that you need, okay? You don't need all the isolation exercises unless you're already, you know, you're already at an advanced or an elite level. Then you can start specializing for bicep peaks and stuff like that. But until you get to that point, you know, the bench press and trap bar deadlift and, you know, these, you know, the, the uh, assisted squat or the leg press, those big compound exercises are going to get you to that finish line, okay? Number five, running. No reason to be running, guys. It's just as bad as CrossFit. And if you want to lose your knees past 50 or 60, running every day is not the way to do it. Just get on the stationary bike or the elliptical. Uh, same amount of cardio. And there's just no reason to be doing these long distance exercises on running either. Like look at a marathon runner. That's the, that's the absolute last guy you want to look like. Just do high intensity cardio or medium intensity cardio, you know, a couple times a week and you're good, but not running. Number six, playing sports. This one was a tough one for me because sports were my life as a kid, but sports now at 33 um, just means I'm going to get injured. Once you hit 25, and especially if you combine this with weightlifting, playing sports consistently means you're going to get injured, and I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to play sports. So injury for me is not an option. It keeps me out of the gym, and injuries now last forever. Okay, so you're already doing something really hard on your body, which is weightlifting. In your spare time, you should be doing stuff that restores it, not um, enhances the, the damage that you're doing. You know, I loved playing soccer, but running on a field for an hour in, in cleats, which are, you know, super, it's super easy to roll over your ankle. I mean, that would just be like, beating up my knees for 60 minutes um, with 50 pounds of extra muscle and all the leg exercises I do, 
That's just not an option. Number seven, focusing on functional strength. This is another big buzzword in, in the fitness community. Guess what, guys? You're not pro athletes. Um, therefore, there is no function to your strength. The only function I care about is wetting panties. That is why we are in the gym. And if you're being honest with yourself, you are in the gym to look good. Okay. Functional strength, you know, this is the weekend warriors, guys who spend hours swinging a kettlebell around for small increase in their rock climbing abilities. Okay. It's a complete waste of time. Um, these are the same guys you're going to talk about not wanting to get too big. You know, they're, they, any guy that's talking about functional strength is small, okay? Um, you don't need functional strength unless you're pro athlete, right? Because, you know, it, you're really just lifting weights to look good. Like, be honest with yourself. You know, what, what are you going to use the functional strength for so that, you know, you, you can throw harder in your co-ed dodgeball game? Like... The functional strength is only relevant to professional athletes. The guys who are getting paid millions of dollars to destroy their body, they're the ones who can use functional strength and explosional and, and explosive movement training and and hurling tires around and, and hitting tires with a sledgehammer. There's no reason you need to be doing that. There's there's perfectly well designed weightlifting machines that you can use that have perfect range of motion you can be completely in control you don't need to do any of that bullshit okay that save that for pro athletes number eight olympic lifts same as above except olympic lifts are even more dangerous than that functional strength shit okay leave olympic lifting for the olympians all right you know throwing a a, a barbell up above your head there's no reason to do that okay there's, there's no reason to do full Olympic lifts. They're ultra dangerous, and you're going to get no benefit out of it that you couldn't get from using a shoulder press machine, okay? Trust me on this one. Number nine, doing barbell exercises without a spotter. This is another reason why I moved almost purely onto machines because if you're pushing to fatigue like you should be, that last rep you're not going to be able to get off your chest. And that means you're going to be caving your chest in with that barbell unless you have a spotter. If you have a spotter, that's great. But that means you're going to have to rely on that spotter every single time you want to go to the gym. Um, if, if you have that, that's great. But otherwise, do not do barbell bench press, okay? Just use the machine. You're going to be fine. You're going to grow the same amount. Um, if you're doing squats, use the hammer strength V-squat machine. I would use that either way. It's it's way easier on your back, it's way easier on your neck, and it's way easier on your knees. Do not be doing any barbell exercises without a spotter because if you're able to do them and without a problem, that means you're not lifting to fatigue. And if you lift to fatigue, you're going to injure yourself. Number 10, hiring a personal trainer from the gym. So for the price of a mortgage payment, your local gym will give you a 90-pound, 22-year-old Asian girl who's supposed to show you how to put on 50 pounds of lean muscle. I shit you not, guys. I've seen this before multiple times where a 22-year-old Asian girl who weighs half of what I do 
is training a 40-year-old man who's out of shape, okay? And she's got she's got the poor bastard walking around, doing jumping jacks, doing crunches on the BOSU ball, running up and down the stairs, you know, just parading this guy around the gym. And he's already embarrassed to be there because he's never been to the gym before in his life. He's finally got the courage to go. And now instead of being able to sort of hide and be anonymous she's got it she's got him parading around the gym like a fucking jackass and you see those guys and they're there for three weeks and they stop going because the training is so shitty and i mean these these personal trainers that they're they're on a weekend qualification course the worst personal trainers in the in the world work at a gym um if you want a good personal trainer, that guy's probably going to make a hundred thousand a year, and he's going to have he's going to have his own business. Um, but that said, in this day and age, you don't even need a trainer. You just watch just watch YouTube videos, or just use the machines. Okay, there are machines made for bench pressing. There are machines made for leg press. There's a machine made for squatting, and you are going to get just as strong using those machines as you will using free weights. In fact, I grew more off of using machines than anything else because I don't get injured with the machines and everything is in complete control. Okay, forget about trainers. Number 11, thinking that eating food will make you lose weight. The only way to lose weight is through a caloric deficit. That means either eating less or moving more. There are no weight loss foods. Okay, This this is a myth. The way to lose weight is very simple. You just eat less. Okay, nothing more to say about that. Number 12, eating too much protein. As I show you in the article and in a number of different articles, you don't need that much protein. Okay, there's even a great book on it called Brad Pylon, uh, or by Brad Pylon called How Much Protein Do You Need? And I'll save you from reading the book. He says about 70 to 120 grams. And in all the studies I've shown, they're about the same. Um, 1988 study by Wahlberg et al. said you need 0.73 grams is sufficient for nitrogen balance. Tarno- Tarnopolsky et al. in 1988 found 0.55 grams per pound sufficient for bodybuilders. Um, 1992 study found uh, 0.75 grams per pound is sufficient. Um, and I don't eat more than probably 100 pounds a day. Okay, the way to get bigger is not shoving 250 grams of protein down. It's by maxing out your genetic potential through getting stronger, and after that is through using um, steroids. Okay, I've tried both. When I was maxed out naturally, I tried jamming 250 grams of protein down my down my throat. All I got was indigestion. Um, I would wake up with heartburn where I felt like I was having a heart attack. Um, bloating, and I got fat. Um, compare that to uh, pro hormones, that shit puts on weight, okay? The only exception is guys who have maybe like 100 pounds of lean muscle, like hardcore pro bodybuilders who are on insulin and all kinds of other things. I don't know how much protein those guys need, but I'm telling you, I'm sitting right now at, at 53 or maybe 54 pounds of lean mass, and I don't eat more than 100 grams a day. Probably some days I'm only eating 80. It is not necessary. 
Number 13, eating six times a day. This is another myth. I eat twice a day, lunch and dinner. Um, eating six times a day is a great way to feel hungry all the time. I would just rather feel full at lunch and feel full at dinner. The only guys who need to eat six times a day, and the reason this myth came up, is professional bodybuilders who walk around off-season at 300 pounds. They need to eat six times a day because they literally can't consume all the food that they need in three meals a day. These guys need like 4,000, 5,000 calories a day. You can't eat that in one sitting, so they have to eat six meals a day. For you, the average trainer or the average trainee, you do not need this. You don't need to live out of a Tupperware container. Eat whenever you want. You don't need to eat right before, right after your workout. Eat whenever you want. Just make sure you're getting the calories that you need. Number 14, treating the paleo diet as gospel. Now, the paleo diet, for those of you guys who don't know, is based on what our ancestors ate in the Paleolithic period, which would be meat, vegetables, and nuts. And that is an absolutely great base for you. Um, I highly recommend you use that as a base. And if you and if you have the discipline and you enjoy that diet, then then that's terrific. Um, but it is not gospel. Okay, coconut milk, a big staple of the paleo diet, destroyed my gut and was part of the reason I was getting those insane cases of a heartburn because I'm allergic to coconut milk. Um, paleo diet also advocates a lot of saturated fat and it's true that saturated fat is fine in moderation but tons of saturated fat is not good for you um, and you can ask any cardiologist on this okay a lot of cardiologists recommend that their patients become vegans now I'm not going to become a vegan and neither are you but um, it's it's one thing that you have to keep your eye on uh, Yes, the paleo diet actively disagrees with the leading researchers and scientific and medical professionals in that field who tell you that saturated fat is to be avoided. So who are you going to listen to? The guy on the internet with a blog or the actual scientist? I'm going to listen to the scientist and I'm going to try not to eat a ton of saturated fat. Now, don't get me wrong. Eating from an evolutionary standpoint is great, but just because cavemen didn't eat it doesn't mean it's bad for you um a great serving of pad thai on white rice is not going to kill you the the okinawans um who are a japanese tribe eat tons of white rice and they are the longest living people in the world they live they live into their hundreds and they eat um a lot of rice and they outlive all of us so the paleo diet is not gospel and it is very boring. If you can stick to it, then my hat is off to you. But, you know, life is short, okay? If you, if you want to eat ice cream or you want to eat rice, it is not a big fucking deal, all right? And do not eat stuff on the paleo diet if you're allergic to it, okay? For me, coconut milk, onions, garlic, all of these things are paleo approved but will destroy my stomach. Okay, my stomach will respond better to a McDonald's cheeseburger and fries than it will to those things. Um, and that brings me to my next point, eating things that you're allergic to. So if your stomach rumbles after a meal or you get gas or you get heartburned or you cough after a meal, like I do if I eat McDonald's, I'm going to cough a bit. 
Um, this means you're allergic to that food and it's not digesting properly. I didn't, I didn't realize I was allergic to dairy until my late 20s. Um, and when I cut out dairy, my permanently congested nose went away and I stopped getting colds. So that was a massive, massive change for me. And dairy, I found out, is a FODMAP. Okay, the main source of your food allergies are what are, is, is what's called a FODMAP. Um, and a FODMAP is an acronym for foods that are poorly absorbed by the small intestine. So common FODMAPs are wheat, garlic, onions, um, some fruits like strawberry, dairy, and coconut milk. For me, wheat and fruits uh, like strawberries, absolutely no problem, but garlic, onions, dairy, and coconut milk are. So the best way to test out uh, your allergies is to is stop eating FODMAPs completely and then individually add a FODMAP in one by one to see how you respond to that. And I can tell you, once you get rid of these FODMAPs, your gut health and stiffness in your joints and your physical health and your immune system is going to go up tenfold. You're going to feel much better. Number 16, high volume training. Unless you're a masochist, high volume training is not to, not the way to go. Um, a set of 40 squats to fatigue is absolute brutality, okay? Uh, compare that to a set of five to fatigue, um, especially if you're using some kratom and you'll never go back. There's, there's no reason to be doing 40 reps when you can get the same benefit from eight or even you know three to five reps. Uh, the only exception is with slow twitch muscles like the calves, which are going to need more than 20 reps, maybe even more than 30 reps. But at the end of the day, your calves probably aren't going to grow anyways because of the muscle insertion. And if you don't have the right muscle insertion, your calves are always going to look small. Um, some people are going to argue this point, and it's retarded. High rep training is just way more painful, especially when you're truly pushing yourself to the limit. I mean, high reps of, of 40 squats or 40 leg press is brutality. You're, you're gonna be in pain from rep 28 to rep 40. And you can get the same benefits or greater benefits from training in the eight to 12 rep range, okay? Uh, unless you're a hardcore bodybuilder, who knows more than I do and has more lean muscle mass than I do, then you do not need to be doing um, ultra high rep training. Number 17, readingbodybuilding.com. Uh, bodybuilding.com is the home of bro science and it's the home of guys who will call you small because you're only carrying 60 pounds of lean muscle which you needed steroids to get, okay? Every big guy on there is a steroid user. Every guy who looks good on there is a steroid user. And you need to recognize that for these sites to get traffic, they need to produce a ton of content. So there's a ton of content in the forum and there's a ton of articles. And when it comes to weightlifting, 90% of what you know can be explained in 10 posts. I have almost 10 posts on my site and I've explained pretty much everything you need to know about weightlifting, okay? The problem is a site like bodybuilding.com needs to pump out four, five, six articles a day to get traffic. So they put out tons of confusing garbage or stuff that's not relevant or stuff that's counterproductive. You can go through their their article list and you will find thousands of articles that contradict each other. Some guys 
are saying high high rep training is the the way to go other guys will be saying low rep training is the way to go there's no set authority on there um and the the culture there is negative you know every guy's calling the other guy a faggot is um muscle dysmorphia where they think everyone's small except a guy who's 250 pounds of lean muscle um these guys don't understand women you know you'll you'll hear guys complain about they don't understand why girls are going with small guys okay where when the guy they're talking about is like six foot and 185 pounds with with the perfect body that women like um so the advice on here you're gonna get is bad in the best sense or um, counterproductive and dangerous in the worst. Number 18, eating big. On sites like bodybuilding.com, eat bigger is the answer to almost every rookie question, okay? Every time some rookie comes on and asks a question, guys are gonna almost, guys are gonna yell at him to eat bigger. Unfortunately, Eating big past your first five months of consistent training is just going to make you fat. And I'm speaking from experience, and I've been through like four bulks where I ate big and got fat. The only time you can eat big is well above your caloric maintenance is your first five months of training where you're going to grow a lot or when you're on cycle. So when all these guys are telling you to eat big, what they're not telling you is that they're on steroids, okay? Eat big and take steroids will definitely get you big, but eat, eating big as an intermediate trainee is gonna get you fat. Your natural genetic potential is only 35 to 50 pounds of muscle. My first year in training, I hit, I probably hit 30 pounds. First year and a half, I hit 30 pounds of muscle. And then I spent the rest of my 20s trying to get to 60 pounds, and I didn't realize that I was already 85% maxed out in my first year, okay? So eating big is gonna get you fat if you're an intermediate trainee, and it's gonna get you really fat if you're an advanced trainee who's not taking steroids. An advanced trainee, you're lucky to put on four pounds in a year. Four pounds in a year, a pound is only 3,500 calories, okay? Four pounds in a year is, is 14,000 calories. That's nothing. And these guys are telling you to eat 500 extra calories a day. You know, you're going to get huge on that. And not, not in the good way. Um, the best way to, to build muscle without getting fat is to eat for the amount of muscle you, you expect to gain. So, for example, a second-year trainee, you can, reala you can realistically expect to gain a pound of muscle every month, which is about 3,500 calories naturally. Maybe even less, maybe half a pound. So let's say you work out 12 times a month. That's, that means on training days, just aim to eat a, a, a caloric surplus of 292 calories, okay? And that's gonna give you a 3,500 calorie surplus for that month. That's it. You really don't need to eat a lot. Um, and I'm speaking from a 1,000% experience here, guys. In fact, you can even you can even get stronger while eating maintenance calories to a point. To a point, you can eat maintenance and still get bigger. Um, the, the point where you know you've gone too far is when you start getting a, a small roll around your stomach, okay? If, you, if you're getting fat, that doesn't mean um, keep bulking for the next six months. It means 
you're eating too much and you need to lose fat. Um, because otherwise what's going to happen is you're going to do like I did. You're going to do eight months of bulking for the year and you're going to put on fat and you're going to put on muscle. And then you're going to spend the next four months on a cut and you're going to lose 90% of the muscle you put on. Okay, you're going to lose 90% of the muscle and all the fat and you're going to be back to where you were at the start of the year, but maybe three pounds heavier. Um, because you will get stronger when you eat more, but you also get fatter. So there's, there is a lean there is a lean maximum and then there is a there is a genetic maximum with fat and your genetic maximum with fat is going to be heavier than your lean maximum and unless you're satisfied being a, um, a fat muscular guy then there is no point um, you know putting on 25 pounds of fat every year only to to lose 90% of that it just doesn't make sense and it's, it's an absolute waste of time and, and it's not healthy for you to be yo-yoing up and down. Just eat as much as you're expecting to gain in lean mass. Number 19, starting strength, strong lifts, any of these um, lifting plans that are set in stone that don't take human variance into account. Um, you look at the guys who are running these programs, they're not in shape. They might have been in shape when they were younger on gear. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the, these programs where it's three sets of five reps on every exercise, no matter what, is, is unnecessary and it's going to be too much for a natural trainee if you're, if you're going to fatigue. And these programs have you um, keeping a set amount of weight for each each rep and each set and that that is not the way to go you have to tailor that to your individual strength okay and you don't need more than one set as i covered in a lot of articles just focus on getting stronger it means the first set's all that matters unless you're unless you're giving less than 100 percent on your first set you're never going to be able to break your personal best on the second set so there's no point doing a second set okay Arthur Jones figured that out back in the 70s. And all you need is one set. Okay, but but unfortunately most people don't listen to him. You will grow on one set. I promise you that. And these convoluted methods are are dangerous and they're not tailored to your um, strength level and they're not properly tailored to where you are as a lifter. Just have a look at mine. It's free, it's minimalist, and it's super easy to use. Number 20 trying to cut weight and eat healthy at the same time. If you're trying to cut weight and you already are a healthy eater, that's no problem. But chances are if you're fat, you're not going to be a healthy guy. And cutting weight for an extended period of time is really fucking hard. But you want to add a restrictive diet of foods that you hate is going to be absolute torture. It is not sustainable and it's it's a big reason that people are not able to follow through on their diet because they're trying to do two things at once that are very hard. If you're trying to lose 40 pounds uh, in a year on a caloric deficit, that's, that's a pound a week. At a pound a week, that's 10 months straight of cutting. That's not easy, okay? For my cuts, I would do maybe two months at a time and I would do pretty hardcore 
pretty hardcore cutting, but 40 pounds in a year um, for 10 months, a pound a week, that is not fucking easy, okay? If you're trying to eat healthy at the same time and you're going from McDonald's or whatever and trying to eat healthy, you're going to fail. You're going to fail in in the first month. Instead of trying to eat healthy, just maybe add some healthy fruits and vegetables into the mix, but otherwise give yourself a treat to look forward to at the end of the day and, and a cheat meal. You can even just keep the same diet, just eat less, and you will lose weight. If you are eating a, a caloric deficit, you'll lose weight. If you eat an all ice cream diet, you'll lose weight. If you eat McDonald's diet, okay? Just stick to what you're eating already. Maybe add some fruits and vegetables in. Just eat less. Or forget about losing weight for now and um, eat the same amount, but eat healthy. Do one or the other. So. Those are those are year long. That's a good goal for the year. Okay, losing forty pounds next year. The goal is to eat healthy. Okay, trying to do two of those things, especially if you're trying to quit smoking. Like you got a New Year's resolution, you're going to be healthy and you're going to all three things at once. It's not going to happen. It's not possible. Do one thing at a time, and that's it. Otherwise, you're going to crack and you're going to binge at McDonald's. If, if you want some moderately healthy, like high protein options to look forward to, you can do smoked meat sandwiches, you can do cheeseburgers, like gourmet cheeseburgers with high grade meat, chicken shawarmas, that's stuff that you can eat that's, that's um, not super unhealthy. It's probably more healthy than what you are eating, it's still gonna taste good, and just eat less of it. Anyways, guys, that's it. Those are the 20 diet and training mistakes you need to stop making. As always, let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for listening, and I wish you all the best.